Mr. Pritt didn't like to be interrupted in his study at any hour, particularly after dinner, and doubly so when he was peeking at his collection of secret photographs, the ones he kept hidden in his desk in a plain folder labeled Financial Accounting. When Melinda opened the door and stuck her head in, he became quite flustered. What's the meaning of this, Mel? he demanded, as he squirmed uncomfortably, trying to hide the bawdiest of the photographs behind his back. You know better than to come barging in here like that. I'm sorry, dear, but it's Molly. She's got a stomachache. I'm worried, his wife warbled at him, pretending not to notice he was red-faced and sweating. We should send for a doctor. Oh, I see, said Mr. Pritt. His daughter, Molly, hadn't been herself since she came back from their month-long seaside vacation. Normally a polite and obedient girl, her moods had been downright unpleasant. She'd even gotten, dare he say it, even a little uppity at times. She'd had a few strange episodes where she just stared at him, in a way that made him worry that, ha-ha, she was about to leap on him and bite his head off. But he hadn't known what to make of it. Now he realized she had probably caught something while wandering around on the ruins of those little islands she insisted on rowing out to all by herself. Guess, she had a bug of some sort. That was the only reasonable explanation. Mr. Pritt adopted an appropriately concerned look, nodded at Melinda and said, Might be nothing, but yes, we should definitely send for a doctor, just in case. It's late, though. Better call Rand. He's always available, and doesn't charge extra for house calls. Certainly, dear, said his wife, but couldn't we try someone else for a change? Someone a bit more up-to-date? What do you mean, someone else, he huffed. Old Polly Rand has been our family doctor for ages. Why, he was my doctor when I was a boy. He knows his business and he's very attentive to you and Molly. Plus, those are very reasonable rates he charges. He hasn't raised them for us in decades. Yes, he's definitely attentive, said Melinda resignedly. I'll send for him. And so, Dr. Rand was summoned. Despite the hour, the weather, and the fact that he had been in the bath when the call came, he didn't delay. By midnight, he was standing at Molly's bedside, having hushered out Mrs. Pritt, shaken Mr. Pritt's slightly sweaty hand, and told everyone very firmly that he needed to examine his patient in private. Now they were alone, and he looked down at Molly and smiled. What's this about a stomachache, I hear? Been eating too many sweets, I expect. All right, let's have a look. Lift up that gown. No, she said, in a flat, emotionless voice. Go away. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, you're feisty tonight. Come now, you know how this goes. Up with the gown, dear. Please, don't be shy with me. Why, you've got nothing to be shy about, unless you haven't gotten chubby on your holidays, have you? He laughed until he caught Molly looking up at him from the bed in the strangest way. She didn't look angry or upset, just very focused and intense in a way that made him feel 
oddly insignificant, a little small, and even vulnerable. No, she repeated clearly, without rancor or any sign of anxiety. I don't want to show you anything. Go away. Listen, Molly, don't be naughty, or I will be forced to hold you down and lift up your gown myself, said Dr. Rand with a severe look. But alongside the frown, there was a little thrill that passed over him. A twinkle in his old eyes at the prospect. Your father fears you caught something while you're out rowing, and he wants me to have a look at you. I just need to listen to your heart, just like always. I'll put my ear against your chest, just right there. He pointed, but didn't touch the spot. Not yet. And I'll check a few other things to make sure it's nothing serious. I didn't catch anything, said Molly. Dr. Rand heard a little stir in her voice, a flutter of energy. No, I didn't catch anything. It was the other way around. Now, enough of this silliness, trotted Dr. Rand. If your stomach is hurting, you had better let me do my exam. I'm the doctor. I know best. My stomach doesn't hurt anymore, Molly said. In fact, I'm even feeling a little hungry now. Well, that's a good sign. All right, look, I'll just listen to your heart, take your pulse, maybe check a few other things, and then I'll have them bring you something to eat. Good? And tell you what, since you're feeling a little shy today, I will close my eyes when you lift your gown, all right? Molly nodded, and he took off his spectacles. Ready, he asked. Yes, doctor, she said, and leaned back. He smiled. Good girl. His eyes closed as he leaned forward to press his ear against her chest, trembling in anticipation. When Melinda came in later, Molly was in bed, reading quietly. You're still awake, darling. Has the doctor left? she asked. I didn't see him go. Did you see him to the door? He's gone, Molly assured her, not looking up from her book. Ah, well, I'm sure he would have come to see me and your father if it were anything serious. Now, you missed supper earlier. Would you like something to eat? Actually, I had a little bite, and now I'm feeling... Satisfied, Molly said, and the edges of her mouth turned up slightly. Good, her mother said. Oh, tomorrow. I have to go out in the morning. The butcher will be coming by to make a delivery. Do you mind being here to receive it? I'll leave some money, pay him, and get a receipt. And do make sure he isn't left unattended in the house. I don't trust him with the silverware. Or the maids. She frowned as she recalled the time she caught him with his hands where they definitely shouldn't have been. I'll take care of the meat, Molly said. I mean, the butcher. Thank you, dear. Don't forget to pay him. We're several weeks behind on our account, and your father keeps forgetting to settle it. Molly licked her lips. Oh, I'll make sure he gets his due. Don't worry. Are you sure you're feeling all right? asked Melinda. Oh, yes, said Molly. Better than ever.